Hello, I am Jennifer Lynn Purcell, aka Evertunia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD Project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD Project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the second part of Thomas's interview today. I am coming back from Sylvain, and I just got home recently, so I am not feeling very energetic today, so I'm posting another interview. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so today we are going to talk about how NBLD can go misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed or mistaken for ADHD. Here's an article from the NVLD project titled Speaking for the Silent Majority by Vivian, who is currently, quote, a four-year college student as a BSN student enrolled in a dual degree program for her BA in pre-law history and a minor in philosophy. Upon graduation from college, she will be able to apply to law school to be a nurse attorney. At the age of 17 years old, she was finally diagnosed with NVLD after many misdiagnoses. She is currently fighting for equal education opportunities for NVLD students and raising awareness for NVLD. Another quote from this article. Through the years, I was grossly misdiagnosed with dyslexia, ADHD, and autism spectrum disorder. My family decided at the age of 17 years old, when I refused to go to school, to be tested by a private neuropsychologist. Three days of testing that each lasted eight hours and anxiously awaiting results for five weeks, we finally found out I had NVLD with generalized anxiety disorder. It felt that then the future started to look brighter and I was on the record to a better path. It took quite a long time to fight to be put in the proper schooling situation, but it finally happened. At times I became quite angry and irritated at the fact I had NVLD because not much is known about it and many don't understand what it is or how to help someone with NVLD properly. Many under sorry, many teachers 
in previous schools said I wasn't smart and that I would be lucky if I attended a four-year college and even luckier if I got accepted into community college. That felt like a huge punch in my gut. I knew I was capable of so much more. I couldn't understand why educators who took the extra step in their education to help special education students would discourage them from the exact thing they were trained to help us do. Instead, they have a perception of special education students are being limited and not being able to do much. That couldn't be further from the truth. End quote. I think I've used part of this article before, but I'm not exactly sure for what episode it was. It might have been for the one about a history of autism, ADHD, and NLD. But I'm using it again because I want to and can. I can relate to Vivian since I used to think I had dyslexia, which was true because I used to flip-flop letters when I wrote words, but I don't do it anymore. But it didn't happen when I read them. Sometimes it happened when I talked, like I would say one thing when I was thinking of something else. Also, sometimes you might notice when I'm reading the script, I say, oops, I skipped a line. So maybe I do have a tiny bit of dyslexia. I haven't been diagnosed with it yet, though, so I don't know. Or I accidentally go back to previous line. I'm like, uh-oh. So I do miss up sometimes. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. So the reason NLD is misdiagnosed and underdiagnosed is that there is no agreed upon definition of it, and it can be mistaken for other learning challenges like ADHD, autism, dyslexia, or Asperger's, but it, it is different from all of those, and it is not the same as them. It does have things in common with them, like one with NLD has, have, sorry, one with NLD does have challenges in the social area like one with autism and Asperger's does. It's not easy for us to comprehend facial expressions, body language, tone of voice, or other things that are nonverbal in conversations. One of the main differences between ADHD and NLD is that it takes longer to process information, not that we aren't paying attention to what you're saying or having a hard time with paying attention. We're simply slower at processing information and it takes longer to absorb it. So sometimes if you're seeing us giving you a blank look, it may be because we're trying to process what you just said. Like if you were telling us a joke, we may still be repeating it to ourselves and trying to figure out what the punchline is. But one can have ADHD and NLD simultaneously. 
I've interviewed a couple of people for this podcast that fit into this category. Another article from the NVLD project, the previous one was from the NVLD project, so this one is also from them, that explains why ADHD is similar to NVLD is titled, Is it NVLD or ADHD? Why the Confusion? by Elizabeth Shorey, I think I'm saying her last name correctly, who is an accredited neuropsychologist, OPQ, speaker, and author who has over 25 years of experience working in the Canadian health and educational sectors, as well as with Canadian First Nation communities. Quote, wrongful pharmaceutical treatment is another risk that improper identification can cause. Although ADHD can and does commonly coexist with NVLD, ADHD intervention and pharmacological treatment is usually ineffective for the management of NVLD symptoms. Increasing the dosage of ADHD medication or changing the medication with, sorry, will have little or no impact on the challenges that NVLD presents and can lead to adverse effects. Part of the reason for the confusion is because these two conditions share many of the same symptomology, even though the underlying foundation of the symptoms differ. Since ADHD symptoms are commonly recognized and understood, it is not surprising that at first glance, individuals with NVLD can be misidentified as as having ADHD. Some of the shared observational symptoms include excessive talking, interrupting people, slash impulsivity, poor interpersonal skills, difficulty with peers, difficulty with problem solving, poor organizational skills, poor time management skills, inattentive, forgetful, and easily distractive. Requires extra time to complete tasks, does not follow through or complete tasks, trouble with transitions, inflexible and rigid, extreme behavioral issues slash emotional dysregulation, argumentative and oppositional, academic performance inconsistent, and another bullet point that is common. So what can be done to ensure an inaccurate, sorry, let me start over. So what can be done to ensure an accurate diagnosis of NVLD? The first step is to consult with a neuropsychologist who has an expertise in ADHD, NVLD, and other learning disabilities who can differentiate between possible disorders. A detailed history of the individual's development, socio-emotional well-being, and academic performances must be taken. Just as important, specific information regarding the individual's fine and gross motor abilities, interpersonal and visual spatial skills should also be collected, end quote. This article is really good because it tells you how they are similar. What would make it be better if it explained more how they differ? But 
that may be hard to do. It would be easier if there was a clear definition of NLD, more information and research about it, because then we would have more material to read and get people to read. But we're working all on all of those things still. If NLD doesn't go misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed, then people who have it and the families they belong to will be able to get what they need sooner. I remember when I was getting tested how eager I was to see the results of the tests because I wanted to learn more about myself. I also wanted to know if my personal hunch about being different from everyone in my family was true or correct. Turns out I was right. I'm so glad that I told my parents about wanting to get tested and convinced them to have it done for me because it has been, it, sorry, because it has made a world of a difference in my life. It wouldn't have, uh, sorry, I wouldn't be where I am today without my, that diagnosis. Thanks, mom, dad, and the right institute. So, basically, what I was trying to do with this episode is try to make you more aware of the similarities and differences between ADHD and VLD, autism, and Asperger's. And it's kind of hard to do that because I would say that there's still be more discovered about NLD. And... I'm still discovering more about myself each day because I'm still learning more about what kind of NLD I have. And what, when I say what kind of NLD, I mean how severe it is and actually I should say how unsevere it is because it's not that severe. Um, but sometimes it feels <laughs> more severe than other times for me, I guess more, I should say more challenging, um, because sometimes I have more challenges come up in one day than other days. So I am learning more about myself and NLD, which is very helpful for this podcast. And I'm able to learn more about myself and hopefully that, um, transfers to being able to help other people who have NLD or other people who know people who have it and being able to just share my knowledge with them and with the world. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you in some way. So whether it's trying to figure out if it's NLD, ADHD, or something else, I and others who have NLD are trying to speak for the ones that might be afraid to speak for themselves in quotes, the silent majority, as Vivian called them. Please share with me what challenges you have when trying to describe NLD, how it's different from ADHD and autism and Asperger's. You can do this by emailing me at livingwithnld at gmail.com or leaving a review at on the Apple podcast. Also leave a comment on this episode with the answer to the question. And the website is livingwithnld.com, or you can go to YouTube as well to leave the comment. I hope you enjoyed this 
episode today, and I will talk to you next Friday. Ciao! As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld@gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.